0: Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley and is sponsored by Hillel Stanford, UpWest, and Hippo Insurance. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine. We have Katrina Yauke with us today. She's a Broadway actress and musician. Katrina is an actor-musician who has appeared on Broadway, film, and TV, and toured internationally. She runs an accordion repair business in NYC and loves to talk about Volkswagens, pugs, and plants. I personally saw Katrina uh, perform multiple times on The Great Comet, Natasha Pierre, The Great Comet of 1812, and I'm very excited to share this episode with you.
1: Katrina, welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. Where are we talking from?
1: I am in my apartment in New York city. Uh, uh, I call it upstate Manhattan. I'm near the DW bridge. I have not been outside in eight days. Uh, oh. I, the last time I was out was to take supplies to a friend who lives very close by who was sick. Uh, technically since my show canceled, it's rehearsals. Uh, I was supposed to be in classic stage companies production of assassins. Uh, we would have previewed on Thursday, we would have started previews. Um, uh, Thursday, the, uh, whatever the date would have been, the 2nd, the 1st of April. Um, anyway, uh, I have not really been outside since we canceled rehearsals. So it's it's been, I'm taking it seriously. They say don't go out, so I'm not. Um, well, I'm
0: f- very thankful that, that some people are taking it seriously. Unfortunately, yeah. a lot of others are oh. not still, uh, which is just making it worse. But I can't help but, but ignore the fact that you're saying that you're in your apartment, yet I'm staring at about 30 accordions right behind you.
1: Yes, there are actually 34 in the apartment, 34. so that was a very good guess. You're, you're only seeing a few of them. There's more on the floor behind me. There's some behind the computer. Uh, they're, they're sort of strewn everywhere. Um, yeah, this is an instrument that, is, that has become very special to me. And uh, yeah, to tell you a little bit about that. Um, I'd, love,
0: I'd love that because sure, I know nothing sure. about it except that it looks a little bit like a mini piano
1: and I know that it's
0: not so that's
1: why it it definitely had a a, a great surge in popularity especially as people were immigrating to the United States and they wanted to bring you know the accordion is a portable piano and it's a great way to bring a bit of one's culture so isn't this
0: fingering is a piano
1: yeah yeah it's the same over here there are other ones there's a Old one right here that you can't quite see, but it has buttons. So it's a little bit of a different system, but the piano is very, very popular. Uh, it's sort of lost a little bit of its, its, uh, life, uh, when synthesizers made an appearance because then that was something else. Uh, but now I, I feel like it's sort of having another moment. Um, when you've got people like weird Al who are incredible accordionists who really? are doing, yeah, he's an incredible accordionist. Uh, but there are, it's still very, very popular in, in many different countries, but I feel like it's sort of having a resurgence here. And I know Josh Groban really helped that in uh, Great <laughs> Comet all, with all his followers. They're like, yay, the accordion is cool. So, which I love that. But um, my grandmother played accordion. Oh, and, wow. Uh, she toured singing gospel music uh, with her sister. Wow. At the guitar. So the accordion was around. It it came out occasionally. I I definitely didn't quite have the same fondness then that I do now for it. But uh, when I booked my first Broadway show uh, many years ago, I played uh, a lot of instruments and they asked me if I could cover the accordion in the show. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I play piano. I've played piano since I could move. And uh, it it was, when I picked it up, I was like, wow, this is such a great instrument. Why didn't I take it seriously? Because this, this hand of this, this massive set of buttons over here felt very uh, just daunting. But then when I learned what it was and a few quick patterns, I was like, wow, this is amazing. But I have to, to say that I was born into a family, not just my grandmother, but my parents had a band. So I didn't have a choice when it came to doing music. I, it was a requirement. So drum lessons, piano lessons, and then, uh, we well, kind were... of worked out, I think, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Broadway, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely worked out, but, uh, eventually when we had to choose an instrument in school, I I wanted to play violin. There wasn't a string program. So my mother took me to hear an orchestra and a woman stood up and played a note and I didn't even care what the instrument was. I was like, that one. It turns out it was the oboe, which became my major in college. So I went on to play all the winds, some brass, some strings. and But this this is the one that, that has sort of just really, I've latched onto it. Before my my grandmother passed away, she had Alzheimer's and dementia. She didn't really know a lot of, a lot of people. And there was a real defining moment where my dad said, Hey, you know, why don't you come home from New York and visit and maybe play a little accordion for grandma. And in the moment that I was there, it was the amount of clarity that she had for, um, everybody that's, uh, Oh, sorry. There must did I lose you?
0: No. We're oh, here. Okay.
1: It, for some reason it, it, um, it put you to the side of my screen. Anyway. Um, uh, I had her for a moment uh, in the room and she asked if she could have the instrument and play it. And it was, everybody was just like, Whoa. And I was like, wow, uh, this is something I need to take seriously. Music is a key. It's, it's, it unlocks different doors in our, in our, our minds and our bodies. It was such a visceral reaction that she had to hearing the instrument that, um, and I don't know if anybody else was maybe as aware. I mean, they'd all heard grandma play the accordion so many times, but I feel like for me, it was like, oh, I need to take this seriously. And then shortly thereafter, I stumbled into an accordion shop in New York. I wanted to buy a good one. And I met a man named Walter Kerr, who uh, became a friend, a mentor, a band leader. And I play, uh, he's since passed, um, but he had the main squeeze orchestra, which is anywhere between 12 and 18 women. And it's all accordion. And we're usually in... Uh, uniforms and and we play a multitude of different styles. We've still kept it up. Uh, but Walter's shop was called the main squeeze, main squeeze accordions and I have taken it over. So I'm starting a business, wow. uh, with, uh, his, his girlfriend's permission and I am main squeeze accordions Inc now. And wow. uh, yeah, there's not, there's not a shop in Manhattan. Uh, there are a few people in various places, uh, in some of the other boroughs, um, that do some repair work, but there's nobody in Manhattan, and I love it so much that I, mean, I have it's to do
0: pretty, this. It's, first of all, uh, you know, watching you, I watched you quite a few times in The Great Comet, and uh, so the the passion for for what oh, you yeah. do it is it's just unbelievable. And, and I have to ask because I still don't understand how how it can be that you play and you perform eight shows a week on yes. um, the one of the most prestigious stages in the world, and you can still come with the amount of excitement and passion that you personally come with. How does that even work? Tell me a little bit about this experience of performing and then performing with one of your favorite instruments.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, what a gift art is. I mean, look at at what we're going through right now. For anybody in the world that could possibly suggest that we shouldn't have funding for artists everyone's at home right now everyone's watching you know netflix or 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 watching their tv shows or you know hulu and those are all artists and now i understand that andrew lloyd weber is going to start streaming his shows on friday nights like there's like all of this art you can you can take tours of museums all of these art related things are saying here we will hold you during this time so i feel like i've always sort of felt that way about music in general that it really it it does something to us that lifts us up. Uh, I volunteer for an organization called artists Driving to end poverty. Mm-hmm. And I've traveled to Ecuador uh, to work with them for a few months. And I've been to India with them as well uh, to serve under, uh, I shouldn't say to serve, um, to work with perhaps underserved communities. That's what I should say. Uh, and they believe that through the arts, we can empower the minds of people to, oh. to help them just, navigate life in the most difficult situations and so I'm so on board with that so the idea that I could ever take for granted doing eight shows a week also I just would like to um, say that I'm the only person that didn't miss a show
0: you didn't miss a single show
1: I didn't want to ever not be there <laughs> Wait, wait <laughs>
0: and, and how long were you there for how long did it how long were you a part of the of the Broadway cast
1: I think we did 11 months So for
0: 11 months, you did eight shows a week and you didn't miss a single show.
1: Well, we would have opened, we would have started previews in November. So, I mean, essentially whatever the length of the run was, I didn't miss a show. And there was one other person. And the only reason he missed a show was because he got swung out to watch, to watch the show for a principal role that he was covering. But he and I are the only ones that that were never not in the building. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it was so important to me. And anyone who, you know, you would talk to from Great Comet will tell you that I, I really tried to take care of myself that year. It was important to me to do that. I mean, you know, I, I am a person who'll have a glass of wine here or there, but I didn't that year. I mean, I literally, I, it was about being as getting, I was also in school. I was finishing school at Berkeley at the same time. What? So yes, so schedule was everything. So um, we closed Great Comet and two weeks later, I graduated from Berkeley, which was insane. But- uh, Berkeley in the other side of the the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so I had a really a really strong routine that involved an exact amount of sleep, exact amount of study, and definitely eating right foods and not putting myself in a position where I would risk my health to not do the show. I want to do the show, you know. So
0: yeah, I mean, I know and a lot. I'm honestly, I'm not that keen with with the with the world, but I know a lot of people who go through the experience of of being in Broadway and the arts, it, it really takes a, a tremendous toll on your body, yes. both physically being on stage and, and running around and dancing, especially for a show like Great Comet and whoever doesn't know about it, it's, it's, the, it's not just a regular show where you have a stage that's, you know, I don't know, uh, 15 meters long. You're basically running around the whole yes. the whole theater. I don't know, yes. it's like more than a thousand seats and you're literally running around and rattling everybody up.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: so how, how is that? How, how was that whole experience?
1: Oh my, it's, you know, I joined in the tent. Yeah. So I joined in a smaller space and was so taken with the show. <clears throat> and especially the music. Oh, the music was just unbelievable. I mean, to take 70 pages of a glorious story and make that, I mean, that's just gorgeous. But- Big, um,
0: fun, peace.
1: Yeah, I will say, I feel like compared to some of the other people- uh, in the cast, perhaps I didn't have to do as much running because some of the, some of the moments that I had were, where actually I needed to be near your brother or, you know, to hear or whatever. But, um, I, I don't know that I ran around as much as maybe some other people, which probably helped protect well, you
0: kind of had to be, you kind of had to hold an accordion for oh, a lot yeah.
1: of it. Yes. And, but but you,
0: also, you also other instruments, right?
1: I play a lot of instruments. Yeah. I mean, but also at the show. Uh no, just accordion for that.
0: It was the accordion.
1: Yeah, just that. In the tent, I played Glockenspiel. I think that's it. But um, <laughs> I know, isn't that funny? Uh, yeah, but and actually, before the, uh, the assistant musical director called me before we started rehearsals and said, Do you have a preference in accordion? And I said, 100%. This is what it has to weigh. It has to be no more than this, or else it will. Cause problems for our backs and our bodies, and the the other accordionist in the show. I think she was a little disappointed that I chose a smaller model, but I was like, "Trust me, you you will thank me later." It is all you need, and and uh, she later, of course, she was like, "Yeah, thank God, that's all we had because that was like, you know, it was it was it was definitely enough." But you know, when you sit on stage, especially in that kind of atmosphere you're we were very close to people so I was watching other people experience the art in real time. Yeah. And there's something really lovely about a shared experience. That's why I think so many of us in New York are just, well, it feels so weird that there's no theater right now. There's no music. There's that's why so many people are doing these wonderful things online to try to find a find a voice to to use their art. Because Totally. Shared experiences like that are, are really, really important. And they even say for, for little kids that, you know, that kind of musical shared experience is, is crucial for their development, you know? so Totally. Yeah, but so...
0: It was, it was so emotional. I have to say that, you know, I, I, saw the, I saw the show so many times and I got so emotional every time. And one of the most amazing things that I haven't seen in any other show is watching the cast yeah. on stage you know, there, yeah. were, there were actors that were crying every single show at the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was one of those people. I have to say that um, there was a moment as the show, as Act Two started, uh, where Britain would sing Sonia Alone. And uh, it I didn't play in that song, but I played in the next song. And I wanted so desperately to be allowed to stay on stage to watch her sing it every night that I convinced Rachel Chafkin that I could wear the accordion as a backpack. And I was like, no, no, I'll just come on with it and then I'll have it. And I just will have it so I'm ready to go. You just put me anywhere and then I'll be ready to play the next song. So I didn't leave the stage, which meant that I got to watch Sonia alone every night with your brother right in front of me, literally right in front of me. And then looking at Britain, it was the best gift of the year. I mean, just, just stunning. So, and, and many of us were pretty moved every day by the show of course there are moments where you know your body doesn't feel as great or something's happened outside of the show but yeah the, the, the thing with the the theater is the goal is to walk in and set that aside because this is this is a hopefully the art will tap into a different part of your brain and latch onto it and take you on this ride that that takes away whatever else might be going on, you know, in in your in your life. I know it was for me. I'd be like, "Oh, I don't have to think about that project at Berkeley cuz I'm going to do a show." So, you know, it's it was very
0: Broadway. Do yeah. you get nervous at all?
1: Oh god, yeah. And I swear it only gets worse. What? Especially auditioning. Oh, it's the worst. I I'm I'm not I'm not good at auditioning and, you know, despite what my resume could imply, I, it is one of my least favorite things to do, it, to walk into a room and have to prove to people that somehow I'm worthy of that thing, that piece of paper that I've handed them. And I hate it. And, and often, you know, I majored in oboe and like my fingers will shake before I go to play the instrument that I played. So I will say, I mean, I'm sure there are people that have their method, that have their methods to, you know, have, their sort of anxiety abated, but I don't use any methods except just to try to breathe and go in there and smile. And hopefully, you know, that it happens. But I do get nervous before shows. Um, Because anything is possible. You can't, you can't shut down for a minute. You have to be present to all of it. Anything can happen at any moment. So
0: you're
1: not paying attention and you trip with a accordion on your front, you fall like that's not good. So it's, you know, it, it involved a Huge amount of paying attention. Also, we have a strobe light sequence, like, yeah. <laughs> which honestly was one of my favorite things to do of all time.
0: It's incredible. I mean, from the audience, it's incredible. Yeah. So, how did you get to, to Broadway? Because you know, you're playing the piano since inception, yeah. and then, yeah, know, yeah, you're an oboe, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the most common. Uh, <laughs> Correct. I don't Correct. know how many Broadway actresses and actors have majored in an instrument.
1: Yeah, Well, I, I feel like it's becoming more common to have people who do both. And especially, it's been that way in England for a long time. They've got a, a, an actor muso, as they call them. There have been degrees, of people doing that and for quite some time. Um, I also studied dance and mm-hmm. gymnastics. And uh, earlier in my life, I was, I'd be more likely to go to the dancer call than the singer call. So my first, some of my first jobs were as a dancer. And, uh, I went on tour with a national production of Victor Victorious st- starring Tony Tennille, um, of Captain and fame. The love will keep us together. That's Captain and I went on tour with, with, uh, her in a show and, uh, somebody said, Oh, Hey, there's this, um, little Broadway show, not little, but, uh, where they need people who can play instruments. And that, they- somebody was like, don't you want to play the oboe or something? And I was like, yeah. So on the Christmas break in 1998, I went home and made a cassette tape. I borrowed a flute from my brother. I borrowed my sister's saxophone. I borrowed a clarinet from somebody that my parents knew at their church. I borrowed my brother's trumpet and I made a cassette tape. I think I put oboe on it. I think I might have. I, I actually don't remember. But um, And I sent it off to uh, the roundabout casting offices. And sure enough, somebody opened that thing. I don't know if they ever listened to it, but they called me in. And I had six auditions and wow. eventually booked it, coming back and forth from New York while I was on tour. Uh, and yeah, so I, I booked my first Broadway show when I was, was pretty young. But the, the skill of... How old were you? I was 22. Wow. Yeah. So the, the skill of playing instruments is, is not only do I love it, it's just been the best gift. And, and often people have said, oh, don't you just want to be an actor or a singer? And I'm like, no, I love playing. It's like, it's an extension of my thought. It's extension of my voice, my, my body. It's, it's, I, I, want, I want to play and I, I love it.
0: I know that I'm completely putting putting you on the spot, so feel free to decline. Is there any way that I could get like a 20-second snippet of how of how it sounds like? And uh, a- what?
1: Oh, yeah. Um shoot. Let me find the closest one. Okay. All right. This is one that I bought and that I'm gonna sell. I have to put you down for a second to put it on. I'll be right back. Perfect. Okay. Wow. All right. Okay. So this one was kind of an experiment. Um, I've been going to Italy and Germany to study accordion repair. And I'm, uh, I was just in Italy, uh, right before all this chaos happened actually. And, um, I'm learning different techniques in terms of the repair so that I can offer more services to people. And one of those is, is a lot of body repair. Sorry if you're getting a lot of extraneous noise. My computer speakers are not great right now. Anyway, this is one that I've worked on some tuning for. And, uh, okay, that's undone. Let's see what it was switching. Can you hear it through my... Uh... Okay. Perfect. All right, let's see what's sitting around here. Is it super loud for you?
0: No, no, no. It's perfect.
1: I mean, it's like it's so cool. It is. It's a great instrument. This is a smaller one in terms of its settings, but it's got like. Someone should buy this one. I'm gonna sell it for about one hundred and fifty bucks if anybody wants to buy it. So uh, but it's one of the ones I'm repairing. It's a shame that I don't have a a good one out and accessible for you, but I don't um,
0: you're not that is that is perfect. And honestly, <laughs> whoever is interested needs to go to New York and see and see a Broadway show that you're on. that's ah, that's, that's, that's
1: you're it. so sweet. You're so sweet. But also, uh, you know, if anybody, uh, if anybody gets in touch with me, I will convince you somehow to want to play the accordion. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's been a, uh, a joy of mine to, to try to get people who have played piano to take interest in this because it's portable and it's, it's great. So I have many of them that are uh, in varying degrees of repair here that I plan to sell to people that I can get on board with this squeeze box.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Katrina, before we go, I yeah. want you to tell me three words that you think describe you best.
1: Ooh. Um, passionate. Productive. Yes. Um, passionate, productive, and it's like not just one word. Full of gratitude. What's, how do you say full of gratitude?
0: I'll take full of gratitude as the third word.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Wonderful, Katrina. Yeah. Thank you so so much. This of is wonderful.
1: Course. Yeah, well, I can't wait to check your series and and uh, check out the other people. I'm so excited. You said you're going to interview a farmer, and I all I want to do is learn about plants right now. So that's like that's it's super awesome. Sense. Yeah. Thank you so nice.
0: much, and, and stay safe, stay healthy.
1: Thank you.